We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Detroit Lions select Aiden Hutchison, defensive end, Michigan. Jared Goff winds up. Touchdown, Detroit. Josh Reynolds. Here comes the blitz. Down the middle and on the fly. Jamison Williams, extra speed on the gas and gone. Touchdown. Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 258 on the Blue Wire Network. I am your host, Tyler, joined by my two guys, as always, Mr. Malcolm Hart, Pierre. Hi, boys, doing today, and how was your week? Because we had a little bye week. We got a little rest from this football team. How are you boys doing? I'm doing great, Tyler. I enjoyed watching Michigan whoop Penn State. That wasn't surprising at all. Enjoyed watching Tennessee versus Alabama. Enjoyed watching Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes. Was stress-free. Had a good week. Pistons won the other day. I'm feeling good. Malcolm, what's up with you? Woo! What's going on, everybody? Yo, Malcolm's back. I actually took L's all last week. I took L's this week. It wasn't – I mean, you know, I honestly missed Detroit Lions football. That was crazy. I Like, I actually was like, damn, you know, I missed Detroit Lions football. Yeah, but, yeah, I took L's all week. Like, my college team, yeah, Alabama, took an L. It took an L. <laughs> Um, my Knicks yesterday, they, they took a though, even though it was a very competitive game, I'm pr- proud of those boys. They took it. They still took a nickel. So, um, yeah, I, I've been taking those all week, man, for the past two weeks, man. So I'm, I'm just ready for some Detroit Lions football. Hopefully we oh. get an upset. <laughs> that, that, hopefully, that, that, that. hopefully, hopefully get an upset over the Dallas Cowboys. Let's go. Man, I, I didn't, I wasn't expecting to hear either of you say I missed the Detroit Lions playing football. Cause that was the last thing I had in my mind. I didn't after. say that. No, I know you did. I was I was shocked to hear someone wonderful said that. But yeah, man, I missed not, it, man. I just missed the, the the thrill. I mean, even though we we haven't had the best results, I mean, just miss you know seeing the boys go out there, man. Because that, that, those games, I'm like tuned in, like I'm locked in those games. When I watch football, like the other games, is like okay, it's whatever. But it's like now it's like emotions and it's like you know that whole feeling. You know that I missed it, even though the, the heart breaks at the end, I missed it. Fair enough. Fair enough. But it was an amazing sports weekend, kind of like Pierre alluded to, man. College football on Saturday was amazing. The whole there was slate. nothing amazing. There was nothing amazing about that. Oh yeah, you're a Bama fan. But if you're starting <laughs> from noon 
all the way to the last game at 10.30 in the Pac-12, Utah and USC. Amazing college football Saturday. Uh, I know you guys are not baseball fans, but MLB playoffs have been phenomenal so far. NBA's back, like we said already. Pistons are 1-0. Red Wings, you didn't even give a shot to the Red Wings, 2-1-1. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, like yeah. everything is it, – it, it's been a phenomenal sports week. It was nice to just kind of sit back and enjoy and not have the heartbreak of the Lions mix in with it. So I enjoyed a week off from the Lions last week. So, But it is definitely good to be back and here talk about the Detroit Lions again here. But as we alluded to, here we go. Dallas Cowboys preview. Let's Yeehaw. do it. Yeehaw. All right. Let's just do the injury report, and then we're going to break down this Dallas Cowboys offense. Peter, what's the injury report looking for on both sides? We can start off with the Lions. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm just going to say Thursday's uh, participation, okay? Chris Board, knee was limited today. DJ Chark didn't practice with a knee. He's probably going to miss this week and probably more. Uh, John Kaminsky was limited, but AG said he, he's going to play. Uh, Taylor Decker, non-injury related, didn't Wednesday full on Thursday. I believe his wife is pregnant, so uh, maybe he had a baby. I don't know. They had a baby. Charles Harris, groin, didn't practice both days. Looks like he's going to be out. Will Harris... Uh, limited both days. If Fatu Melafana with an ankle hasn't practiced both days. Matt Nelson calf hasn't practiced both days. Bobby Price with a knee hasn't practiced both days. Uh, center Frank Ragnow with a foot was in. I think they're being cautious with him. Wide receiver Josh Reynolds didn't practice both days. Amon Ra was a full with an ankle, and DeAndre Swift was limited both days with an ankle and shoulder. I think the shoulder injury is lingering with him. He actually suffered the ankle injury versus Philadelphia, um, but. Yeah, guys, that's that's after a bye week. Yep. Undertaker, go away, man. I hear his intro right now, dude. Go away, dude. That intro is cursing this football team, man. Every single week we do these preview <laughs> shows, I have to hear that damn Undertaker music. I'm sick of it, and we're hearing it right now. Because it's death, man. That's what it sounds like. It's like a graveyard scene when he's reading that report. You guys think I like reading these damn reports? <laughs> damn it. It's tough. I go to the other yeah. side. Look, look how healthy America's football team, the Dallas Cowboys. How healthy are they coming to? This oh, game? I want to start one thing with the Lions, though. Uh, Josh, uh, Josh Pascal, uh, the edge rusher out of Kentucky, so an interior guy. He's actually going to play. AJ say he's going to play. Um, we'll talk about it more into the show. And then Jerry Jacobs could also be back. We'll see on Jerry Jacobs. Uh, now the Dallas good news. That is good news right there. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys, all right. Uh, Quinton Bohana, shoulder full, both days. Ne- ne- Neville Gallimore, wrist was full, both days. Uh, Devin Harper, the linebacker, was Achilles full. Uh, C.D. Lamb had a hip on Wednesday, but was a full on Thursday. It was limited on Wednesday. Here, I'll uh, save dude. your breath, dude. You don't even have to name the full part. Just all right, you know what? Name. Dak Prescott is back. Dak Prescott yeah. is back. <laughs> they don't. Right, okay, how about this? this? How about this, guys? And Dalton Schultz is back too. Yeah, you, you guys go. don't know. You guys don't know who the guy who mispracticed. Let's just be honest. We we don't know who he is, and they have one guy mispractice. So I mean, it if is, you guys, uh, if he mispracticed or he miss? He got hurt today. It's a tackle, Matt. Well, let's go. He, he's like, I don't know if he's our swing tackle, their backup tackle, whatever. He, he was just limited today, but he, he practiced. Limited. All right. So if you guys want just the short story, I don't need to appear to tell me the whole team how full participant, full participant. Thank right. you, bro. They, they didn't miss anybody. So pretty much everybody practiced today. They're uh, healthy. On Thursday, they're healthy. On Thursday, everybody practiced today. Yeah. They're, they're healthy. healthy. And they're getting the they're quarterback healthy. back. They're getting the starting quarterback back who has missed basically the whole season outside of week one. He's going to be back this Sunday versus the Lions. Dak Prescott, let's just get into it. Let's get into their offense. Peter, I know you're a Dak Prescott guy. I don't know how your opinion's been on him recently. I know you've been a Dak Prescott guy. What's your opinions on Dak Prescott? And 
are you one of those people that are on the Twitter universe when Cooper Rush is winning games or you thought there was any shot that Dak Prescott's job was actually in jeopardy? I don't think Dak Prescott's job is in jeopardy. I mean, that this is a top 10 quarterback we're talking about here, in my opinion. He's a great leader. Like, they love him in Dallas. The players gravitate to him. You just see when he's on the field, like, it's different when Cooper Rush is on the field. He has he could he throws him more down the field. Cooper Rush doesn't really do that. You know, he takes the shots down the field. Um, he's a smart quarterback. I think this is a guy you can win a Super Bowl with. I really do. I think Dak Prescott is a like, really good quarterback. I want to say he's great, but I think he's really good. Yeah, there's two crowds of Dak Prescott. You either think he's like really good or you think he really sucks. And like, I don't fit in either of them. I think he's like, all right. I think he's good. I think he's more good than bad. I think people shit on him too much, but I think some people praise him too much. Um, I think he's like, all right. I think he's a good quarterback, but, um, and definitely an upgrade over Cooper Rush. I never thought at any point Cooper Rush was an upgrade over Dak Prescott, even though they were winning football games. Um, I, I think Dak could have done the same exact things if he was in the position, if maybe not even more. So to get him back is definitely an upgrade. Um, and, yeah, that's going to be good for the Dallas Cowboys offense. I mean, you're going to see more explosive offense. It's more of a weapon to game plan for number four than it is for number 10, Cooper Rush. So that's Absolutely. something that their lines are going to have in their cards this week. And, it's going to be interesting because we haven't seen much of Dak this year. We've only seen a one-game sample size, and it was versus the Buccaneers, and it was week one, and it was a rough game for him. But if history you know, repeats himself, Dak Prescott is a very solid quarterback, and kind of like what Pierre alluded to, a qualified quarterback to win in this league for sure. Yeah, I, I think the reason why there was so much panic with that that other half of that Dallas Cowboy fan base is because they saw that week one game, and they saw how much he struggled. And – um. They lost that game. And then, you know, you get Cooper Rush, and then he comes in, and he wins like three games in a row. So that's why that whole thing was like, oh, you know, maybe we have a quarterback controversy. But um, I think the last game Cooper Rush played kind of showed why you need Dak. Um, Dak does – I think he does make the game – make the Dallas Cowboys better um, with them being out there. But I want to see if he is going to be rusty. Is he going to still play like he did week one? Or is he gonna just bounce back all together and just be Dak from last year and throwing all over all over the field? And I think last year they had the number one offense uh, last year. So we'll see how we'll, Dak comes out, man. I mean, this is if you look at that for Dak, <laughs> this matchup. I mean, this is this is probably the game he's like, oh, let, let's do it. You know, yeah, um, this sure. is a game that I want to come back and bounce back on because we're playing the Detroit Lions. They're ranked thirty-two. And um, I could do whatever I need to do on them because we need to run the ball. We can run the ball. We need, need to throw the ball. We can throw the ball. We'll see. We'll see what the Detroit Lions can do. So I'll say this about Dak though: uh, his O line isn't as strong as it's been. I think this year they're kind of average, below average O line. And then um, what do you call it? The receivers he had last year aren't here this year. I mean, he has Gallup and he has C.D. Lamb, but Amari Cooper isn't here. And that other guy, I forgot. His Cedric name Wilson. Sound. Thank you, Cedric Wilson. Yeah. So, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how they attack because when they had Cooper Rush, it looked like they kind of relied more on the running game. Um, I think, sure. with, you know, when um, Dak comes back, they're going to rely maybe – are they going to still rely on that running game or are they going to say, Dak, you know, go out there and throw 30 passes and, um, you know, carve up this Detroit Lions defense. So maybe we'll, we'll see, man. I want to see what they're going to do. Are they going to put the ball in Dak's hand or are they going to have that same attack when they had Cooper Rush and just run the ball and be like – be very balanced and more run heavy. 
Yeah, the thing that is kind of terrifying about this match defensively is because they have that aspect where they could run the ball even if Dak isn't 100%, not playing 100%, or is not playing great. They have that running game to lean on, and you saw when they won four straight that they could win with the running the ball with Cooper Rush. Because Cooper Rush, when he played, you know, he wasn't doing anything fantastic. You know, he was just kind of in there managing the game, being a smart quarterback. Now, when you get Dak Prescott and you get that running game going, you now be you, now you get the opportunity to open up the whole playbook. You could you know open up for your receivers, your tight ends. You could still rely on that run game. It's going to be an interesting task for this Lions defense, which they did have an extra week to prepare for. They had an extra week to get healthy, and kind of like what Pierce said in the injury report, they are getting some guys back. You know, you're going to probably see the debut of Josh Pascal. So it's going to be interesting to see what his role could be on this football team. Um, you're getting John Kaminsky back most likely in this game as well. And when we saw him play those first two weeks, he was a big impact for this Lions defense. And then if Jerry Jacobs comes back, the Lions could use all the help they could use right now in that, in that secondary right now. It is depleted right now with injuries. And, you know, it goes farther than injuries. They're just not playing well either. So to get a guy that has had some experience, has played well for this team and has experience in the scheme um, would definitely be huge if he could play in this game, even though he did miss some time. Hey, Prior Podcast listeners, it's your boy Malcolm here. And if you're a sports better like me, let me tell you about Odds Traders. Odds Traders is a place to compare all odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotional codes from different sports books to get the best deal. This app also provides player stats, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather, so the betters can make the most informed bets as possible. This app also has bet trackers so bettors can keep records of all their games and betting activity. Looking to maximize your bets? Go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Again, that's O-D-D-S-T-R-A-D-E-R dot com slash bluewire. Oddstraders, the number one site for your game day bets. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is an interesting matchup, man. I mean, they got a lot of good players. It's not the same receiving core as last year, like Peter said. There's no Amari Cooper. There's no Cedric Wilson. But CeeDee Lamb is not a bum. Dalton Schultz is not a bum. Ezekiel Elliott in the run game is not a bum. Tony Pollard's not a bum. They got a nice one-two thread in that backfield with Pollard and Zeke. So um, Gallup, off- Gallup is solid, too. Gallup he can stretch the field. Yeah, I mean, this offense is not bad at all. It really isn't. It's not great. But it's going to be interesting to see what it could be with Dak Prescott. And the Lions defense definitely will have a handful this Sunday versus this Cowboys offense. And uh, one more thing. I think the receiver Noah Brown for them, I think he's played well as their wide receiver. He's a knockoff CeeDee Lamb. If you watch Dallas Cowboys games, he looks just like CeeDee Lamb. He wears number 85. (laughs) um, And he's got like those same dreads. He looks just like CeeDee Lamb. Same build. (laughs) That's funny. Um that's actually now that I think about it, it actually kind of because I was watching the other. I was like, "Damn, who is this Noah kid? He's actually solid." No, no, but dude, uh, if you play fantasy football and you own and you own CD Lamb, you're always frustrated because every time you think the ball's going to CD Lamb, it's always Noah Brown. It's always Noah Brown. Yeah, Noah Brown been good, but I do want to get a little into their O line. Uh, Tyron Smith, the rookie left tackle, obviously not Tyron. Tyron is their All Pro tackle. Tyler. Uh, Smith. Tyler Smith. Thank you. Tyler Smith is the Tyron is out. He's hurt right now. But Tyler Smith's actually starting. He's struggling a little bit, but he's a rookie. Um, maybe the Lions could get. I'm not going to say they will. Connor mm-hmm. McGovern is actually a PFF 74th ranked guard out of 75. I believe 75 might be Stenberg, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. <laughs> so uh, they got Tyler Bietis to the center out of Wisconsin. He struggled little. He's more of a pass blocker. Um, he's not the best in, in run uh, blocking. But, you know, their O-line is average. Terrence Dew, actually, I'm surprised him's having a good year for them. I think that's the guy they they traded from, um, I believe, the Raiders last year, if I'm not mistaken. Then they got uh, Zach Martin, who's obviously one of the best guards in all of football. So, What do you guys expect yeah. at this Lions defense this week? What do you want AG to do? What's the number one well, priority? I, I'm going to go ahead and say this, man. I, I was going to actually say this before you even brought up AG. Um, I, I was, I was going to bring up AG. I was going to bring him up, bring up AG, man. Um. I'm giving. I'm literally giving him three more games to see some type of improvement. I'm, I'm not telling. I'm not saying that I want this defense to be top ten, top fifteen. But if if three weeks go by and we're not pressuring the quarterback, we're we're forcing one punt per game or one punt every other game. We can't stop anybody. They they have to. They have to. They have to. They have to let this guy go because shit. I mean, I don't know what else he can do. Is you, you, you're not going to win games if your defense is this bad. Yeah, I know. I remember no. I asked you in our post game uh, after the Patriots game. I asked you, what do you think is the biggest issue right now on this Detroit Lions football team? Is it Dan Campbell? Is it Brad Holmes, it's, it's the guy who brought in, or is the talent? And you told me it was AG. AG, hundred percent. I mean, this, this defense is just is, is they're thirty direct thirty second thirty second against the run thirty second in, in yards I mean in, in the points it's they're just they're, they're terrible and if they can't improve I mean you, you have to let as much as a likable guy he is and how much of a great guy he is and he has all the traits to be a really good head coach but I just don't I, the coordinator thing might not be for him and it, it sucks because I, I think he's a good coach may not, may not just just may not be a good coordinate I, I don't know but i'm giving him three games so this game what he has to do we gotta we gotta put pressure on the quarterback we gotta get back there i don't care i i get it if they're if he's able to get the pocket so if this game looks similar to the eagles game where we're getting there 
and he's escaping, as long as we're getting pressure, I'll be okay. We're getting pressure, okay? I'll feel a little bit better that we're getting pressure because the last three games, I mean, since Kavinsky been out, it's been like they could freaking take they, they, could, they could take a nap back there. The quarterback could, he could he could build a little fire, a little campfire, and chill back there and you know, roll some marshmallows, and then get up and throw the ball. That's how that's how much time they've been having in the pocket. It's been bad. Yeah, um, yeah, Tyler, if you no, were to ask I mean, me that question, my bad. If you were to ask me that question about who's to blame, I think everyone, the players, uh, they're not executing. I think the coaches aren't putting them in the best position. I think also the front office a little too. Uh, the guys they've drafted, they've been hurt. And that, the, I mean, that's on the front office, whether you saw it coming or not. There's just no production out of these second-year players. I, if you guys remember, Dan Campbell said at the beginning of the year, if we don't get production out of our second-year guys, we're in trouble. I mean, I, I Derek get... Barnes. Derek Barnes hasn't done much. Like he doesn't, you know, whatever. If Atzimelafan was always hurt, Levi Andrew just underwent back surgery. Um, those are like your two, your like your top four picks right there. Top like four round picks, right? I, I get that, man. But there, there's there's no excuse to. It's not, not an excuse. Not, it's no, just what I'm saying is that there, there's really no excuse to say it's some of it's on the players if you can't force a punt. If you can't, if you can't tackle, that. Malcolm, how many missed tackles have you seen this past, I don't know, these past four or five weeks with there, the there, Lions? There, there, there's been a few missed tackles, a lot about a lot of with the corners on missed tackles. I mean, but then there's some plays that the guys just wide open. I mean, if, if you're a running back and you just got to make one guy miss in space, it's tough. <laughs> I mean, you're asking yeah. a corner to make an open field tackle on a running back. It's tough. And, I mean, and- and another it. thing, too. Sorry, it's one more thing. Brad Holmes also, that $9 million could have went to a productive player, man. What the hell is Michael Brockers doing on my football team? Yeah, that's, that's Michael Brockers. That's $9 mil. Like, we're being Brock- serious why, here. Why do we, every year we have this, why, why do we have that one player that we're like... It's that random veteran. It's that no, random no, no, no. It's like this. It's, too, a random vet, the- it's a random vet, and we're like, why are they, what, what do they do? We do I have another question for you guys, and I'm like, I'm not saying Holmes should be done thing, but which free agent that Holmes has signed has really, really worked out for Detroit? I, and I, I think Malcolm's right. I think a lot of it falls on coaching, and, and you know why? I blame a lot of it on coaching and less on Brett Holmes. I, I hate to use this example. I, I think it's the, everyone. I think okay, it's okay, everyone. Okay, but you know, I hate to use this example, but just look around the NFL. Look around the NFL. Teams win when they're missing players. Lions don't win when they miss players. Okay, they, Tyler, one thing. Sorry, it's hard enough again. How many veterans do the Jets have on their D-line? We're not talking about How many, Jets. like, good we're players? About, we're not talking about the Jets. No, I, mean, I just want to ask a couple of questions. I just – about okay. how many te- – I, I don't know. How many do they have? <laughs> okay, yeah. the Lions have the youngest defense in the NFL, right? Those okay. teams, the Bills, the Jets and stuff, they have some veterans on their squad. Okay, right? how about you flip the side of the ball and look at the Giants' offense? What's their receiving core right now? The Giants' offense is awful. Their defense but, but, is carrying them. Yeah. There, there, there's no excuse. I mean, even what who we no, have there's no the field, excuse. But what I'm, I'm saying, saying is, even, the even personnel, who, the coaching, even for, who, even for the players who we have right now, those players are not terrible enough to say that exactly. we should be 32. We should be exactly. 32 in overall defense, 32 against a run, 32 in points given up. They're 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 not the best talent, okay? But they're not they're like who does who does who does the Texans have on defense? Well, they're, uh, they're, they're the second worst uh, defense. Uh, I, I get that, but, but I'm I saying mean, like they're at least they're forcing punts. <laughs> they're, they're, they're they're forcing punts. I mean, 
I haven't watched Houston this year, so I no. But there's no excuse why the Detroit Lions. I'm not making excuses. I'm. I know. I'm just. I'm just saying though. Right now, the GM hasn't helped. Obviously, he hasn't helped. But your talent is not as bad compared to other one in the league. That's what I'm telling you. To to have to be able to also pressure to be able to scheme up no pressure. I know. No, I said a little of everything, but I feel like too like. We're kind of giving Brad Holmes like a free pass. I get like it's only like I'm giving time to I'm not giving up on him. I still like trust him, right? But at some point, those one year deals or whatever, those need to stop. You got to start bringing in guys. And even when you draft guys, like draft guys who are helping could contribute for you right away. Like all these guys are injured, you know? I don't know. I, I, the, the reason why I'm not on Brad Holmes is because I see his vision. I see what he's trying to do. I see too, but Malcolm, like, well, let's be honest. Which defensive free agent he has he brought in that's really impacted this team? I mean, I mean, they gave I, a shot I, to their young guys. We want to uh, see the young players play this year. We want to see who's going to be future. I know, I know. But, and then know, you're going to bring those biggest, guys in next year. That, that was always you know, the plan and for and the first biggest, two years. It was yeah. the plan. I mean, their biggest cap hits on defense right now are not even on the roster. I, I know that, but, like, did you expect him to bring in, like, a really big name free agent this first or second no, year? No, 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 but I'm just saying, but the moves he's made, though, haven't really worked out either. Like, it's I'm okay not- to bring in guys, but they haven't worked out. I mean, yeah. I mean, he brought back every pretty much the same guys back from last year, and and tried to take some shots at some other guys. I mean, shoot. I mean, if it doesn't work out, I mean, he could cut him. <laughs> I he mean, it's not the major. Right, yeah, it's and he got the situation he took over too. I mean, he took over a Bob Quinn cap pool. Then, just like you said, the two highest paid guys are not even on the roster right now. You got to also factor that in and why they are not being able to build this defense. But that is still not an excuse why they're 32, and that's why I'm not blaming this on Brad Holmes because they weren't even 32 last year, and all they did no, was No, I think add. it's on everyone. I'm not just saying it's Brad. I think he has a part of it. I think majority of the blame goes to AGFC, but I think Brad Holmes has some blame in this too because he's not necessarily giving AG a lot to work with either. He's not, but other teams are doing I, better with less. Like, all right, right now, talent-wise, are we better than we were last year on defense? Yes. Right now, this, at this we're point. the same exact defense, and we just added eight touchdowns. Now, now, what AG? This is what AG went wrong. This is exactly where he went wrong. This is why we're in this confusion state right now, and this is why we ranked thirty-two. He said that he wanted to change the scheme. Yeah. Now, this is what I talk about, and I talk about this all the time. Why are you try to fix something that's not broken? The defense is working. The defense worked. I mean, the guys he got all those guys in the best positions. Guys who we didn't know, Jerry Jacobs he got had Jerry Jacobs in good positions. He had Will Harris look like an acceptable corner. He had him in good position, but now he he, he got Hutchinson. Like, okay, let's 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 change the defense. Let's change the scheme. <laughs> Could we added a, a, a premier Ed rusher? Let's change the scheme instead of just saying, look, everything worked last year. Let's just add it to Hutchinson, add him to what we have now, and just keep the ball rolling. Keep things rolling. Now, now guys don't even know what what gap assignments to get covered. What are we supposed to, now? They're trying to simplify things. Now they're trying to simplify things. I think it's the lack, it's the youth, right? I, I know, like, it's the same youth as last year. <laughs> I know, but there isn't like there isn't a lot of veterans these guys can lean on. There just isn't. But it's it's the same defense as last year, though. Is what I don't understand. Like, so how, how do you get worse? Okay, added, okay, so he, added, he added talent. He added talent, and now they're worse. They got worse. Which makes no sense. Like that. Make, that make doesn't that just make sense? And, and the reason why is because he wanted to change the scheme, and now the guys are don't. They, they, That's what I'm saying. But like that. that that doesn't give that's why I can't give him a pass. You know, you gotta improve. I'm not giving him a pass, obviously. So, this is so, unacceptable. So, so, like so, I'm not so, saying like it's... let me ask you let me ask you a question, Pierre. If just say three weeks go by and you see the same shit defensively, the same shit, and we're not pressing the quarterback. You, we go we go through two other games or another game where we don't force a punt. 
what are we going to do? What, what would you do? Malcolm, what I'm trying to say is like, I'm not saying it's all Brad Holmes. I think majority of the blame is on AG, but I feel like we should, we can't just give Brad Holmes a free pass as well. That's all I'm saying. I know, but you're not answering my question. Okay, what, no, but what, to answer your question, what would, what would you do? If, say, I think, three, I think AGC, AGC would have to be super high and maybe you can him. Maybe you get rid of him because if, if it's after a bye week and you do all these adjustments and personal changes, whatever they are, they, they were talking about it. We'll see what they do. If you do all these changes and it's still the same shit, Bro, then you gotta. Get you out have of to. Here. You have to. I mean, much of a likable guy he is. You just have. You have to. It but sucks. I honestly think that they'll improve a little. I don't think they'll improve a lot, but I think there will be some slight improvements. Just because the all, personnel they get. I mean, back. that's all I'm asking for is, is slight. It's some type of improvement. I just can't go through weeks where we can't stop anybody. Whereas, like the the, the offense that we're playing against, every time they get the ball, there you're going to kick a field goal. They're going to score a touchdown. Yeah. Like, yeah. We, need, and, and just, we, we need help. And just going back to this matchup, um, you know, this is going to be one of the tougher offense the Lions have faced. You know, the competition gets a little more steeper uh, as after this bye week comes up. So we'll see what the adjustments are. Um, you guys want to switch up to the offensive side of the ball and what this Lions offense could look versus this uh, nice Dallas Cowboys defense, really nice Dallas Cowboys defense. Uh, before we get into that, though, do you guys think Okuda shadows uh, C.D. Lamb or do you think he stays with Michael Gallup because he's bigger? Shit, what do you guys do? I don't, don't know. As long as it works, man. I mean, I don't know. That's tough. He, I mean, you, you, I mean, you're asking this question like a like a cool is going to shut him down or something, man. I don't, I don't know. I mean, if they do it, if he does it, he does it, man. I just need the defense to put pressure, and you know, get to get to Dak. That's all I want. Whether they shadow Ceedee Lamb or not, I I don't know, because there's a big chance that he might get cooked. If he yeah. has to shadow him, and you got to stop because CD Lamb too. goes in the CD Lamb goes in the slot. He goes all over. He's not just outside corner. Yeah, they like to play him in the slot like more. So, honestly. so yeah, um, I I want to I want to put Jeff Okuda in the slot to cover CD Lamb. Maybe Gallup's like press Gallup. I don't know. Gallup's like a bigger press goal. Let's see. We'll see what they do. Just pressure, got just pressure Dak, please. That's all I'm asking for. If they pressure, if they're able to get pressure on Dak. They could, I mean, they the, the corners could play a lot better. Like if yeah. this game could look like the Washington game. That's best case scenario. That means AG pulled a miracle, and in the bye, they they got everything correct, and now they're playing football again. You know, if if we're getting pressure like that, shit, put them on, put them on C Lamb. I don't know. Yeah, the left side is weak. If we're not putting pressure on the quarterback, and you're saying it should Akuda shadow C D Lamb, what's the point? He's gonna get cooked. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah I think uh, that left side you could get some pressure for sure. We talked about that. Pressure, get get to that. Push him down, hit him. I don't care what you do. Damn it, draw draw a, a penalty for, for a crying out loud. I don't care. I don't care. Um, like with Kaminsky back, like AG said, he's coming back. I don't think Pascal's gonna play a lot. He might get his feet wet a little, like on third downs, maybe. But with Kaminsky coming back, I feel like that opens stuff up for the D line. Like yeah. the way the first two weeks came, like he let the lines and pressures. He was dominant. Even like we didn't get sex. He was just a force. Hopefully, like. He shows that again. We're coming off a wrist injury. We'll see, man. Those are tough too, especially for I mean, lineman. Getting him back is huge. I mean, I, I didn't know that it was this much of a loss losing him, but we haven't. What, what, how many sacks we had since he's been gone? What, one, two. One? I don't know, but he let the lines with ten yeah. pressures before he went out. Yeah, so. we, had, we had one sack since he's been gone or something else like that. It's, I don't know. All right, let's you want to get into um, the red hot Dallas Cowboys defense. Oh this, God, this defense is good, man. Uh, oh no. <laughs> 
this no. defense, this I mean, it's just it's good everywhere, dude. You look around this whole oh, no. depth chart, dude. It's good, man. And it all oh, starts man. with Malcolm Tillman before the show before the show started. Number eleven, Micah Parsons, dude. Oh no, he's that guy, yeah, dude. dude. He could be. He's honestly, I mean, he's up there with one of the better, best defensive players in the NFL. I mean, you're looking at him. You're looking at Aaron Donald. Is he's an elite force? I mean, and they use them all around, man. So, if I had to put my money right now for defensive player of the year, I'd probably put on Micah right now. I he's think really, really quick first step, and that's how you. That's how he wins. And. This is crazy. They play him at the edge. They play him at Mike. They play him at Will. Sometimes they move him inside. They keep him outside. Um, what's scary is on third downs, Demarcus Lawrence is also. I mean, he's still really good. Maybe he's not getting the sacks, but he's a pressure. Like he he played well last week. He's he's a really good player. And they, they what's scary is when they line up those two guys next to each other. Oh my god, that shit's scary, bro. And majority of the time, D Law is on like Sewell's side, and Parsons. They, I mean, they move him around everywhere, but. On third downs, like they'll put D or they'll put D on the interior versus Evan Brown or Logan Stenberg, whoever's playing that, and then you have Parsons on Sewell. I like Parsons on Sewell, but that that other matchup, I mean, Demarcus Lawrence is a beast, guys. It's tough, man, because I mean, we, if you even look at the game last week when they played against the Eagles and we played the Eagles and we saw how hard it was for us to get to deck. I mean, to, I'm sorry, to Jalen Hurts. Yeah, yeah, because he's able to escape the pocket and escape the the pressures, you know. They got to his ass four times. They sacked him four times. And that's a good front. That's a good offensive line. And that's a guy who's able to escape pressure. And he still was able to get to him four times. Uh, I don't know. This, this, is, uh, this is good on good, man. This is good quality football here if you're a big fan of the trenches because you're getting a great offensive line in Detroit looking to bounce back after a really bad game versus New England. But overall, it's been really good this year outside of one bad game. And you're getting a very good line in in Dallas, like this is good on good. It's who is going to be better in this matchup, and this is going to be definitely the toughest task the Lions' offensive line has faced all year. Not even a question. They played Philly. They, you know, they did a good job with them, but this is definitely, I think, the the task for this Lions' offensive line. Could you be stapling yourself as that top three offensive line in the league with this game? If you could prevent Dallas, I mean, you're not going to completely stop Dallas. Let's just, let's just get that sure right now. They're going to get a sack. They're going to get two sacks in this game, minimum. Like, that's just a given with this team. They lead the NFL at sacks. Yeah, it's they just, get at least two, three sacks a game. Yeah, if it's just how much are you going to prevent it? And could it not kill you? That's what's going to really come down to it. But I'm excited, man, just as a football fan. This is a really good matchup, dude. You bring up Micah Parsons versus Panay Sewell. That's a fun matchup. I, I know as, as the Lions fans are like, this shit, that's kind of scary. But, like, that's fun. That's good on good. I want to see what these guys could do, man. I really do. I, I'm, I, I mean, I, I'm glad you're thrilled. I'm, I'm super glad you're thrilled. I'm, I'm personally. I'm not. thrilled as a football fan, not thrilled as uh, like. I'm, I'm not thrilled. And the reason why I'm not so thrilled is because the whole matchup overall, it's not good. Um, we have some guys that's banged up. CJ Shark, not playing. Reynolds um, too. Reynolds may not play, and there's tape out there. What New England did to us last uh, the last game, New England all they did play cover one impressed us, yeah. and the guys we had on the field could not beat man coverage. And I know Dan Campbell wanted to go back to the drawing boards and have more one on one in and in practice um, to maybe get these guys comfortable with beating one on one coverage and man coverage. But the guys that we're going to probably have out there Sunday is probably still not going to be able to beat man coverage. I'm just going to be honest with you, the guys out there. I mean. Hopefully, Amon Ross Brown could do something. You know, he's I know he's healthier. 
he's healthy. Swift, Swift could play. I think Swift's Swift, gonna play. Swift could play, but there's no threat to stretch the field, and that's what that's that's I think that's the big thing with CJ Shark, because um, his threat to stretch the field, you can't. Teams are not going to play cover one or, or man coverage just because his, his size, his, his speed. You don't want to play cover one against that because he's just a one-on-one nightmare. Just throw the ball up to his area, and he, he could more likely come down with it if, if they're going to go with that coverage. But right. when you're playing, looking at this coverage, I mean, you're looking at guys like Tom Kennedy might be out there. Tom Kennedy, the guy who did his sign, who was his, Johnson? Josh Johnson, the, the wide receiver they just signed? Mm-hmm. Did they sign him to the active roster? I don't know. No, I don't know. I don't know. I know he's on practice squad, but if Josh Reynolds don't go, who's your other side corner? You don't have Cephas. Receiver. It's going to be Raymond. It's going to be Raymond. Raymond on outside? The guy they signed is 5'9. Oh, he's 5'9. That's even worse. I mean, Stanley Berry Hill or something. So, who? Reynolds is a no go. If Reynolds is a no go, you know, obviously, see the Sharks are no go. We have Cephas on the IR. Who the hell is going to be the outside receiver? Yeah. It's gonna be uh Raymond Saint and uh Raymond Saint and Kennedy and probably some tight ends. That's that's what they're gonna do. And running backs in the past. Again, game. all right. So with that lineup, they're not gonna be man coverage. Unless 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 uh Amon Ross say Brown goes off and I don't know, man. Well here's just, the I, thing. I, I could just see them putting digs on St. Brown and just pressing everybody else and just saying beat us. Diggs is a bad matchup for St. Brown. It's not a good matchup for them because St. is in the slot and Diggs plays on the outside. So if they want to do that, I think we'll take advantage of that all day. I mean, I hope so. I mean, I, I just it's not a good look. When there's tape out there from last the last game he played, because the, the coverage was awful. And then the, the more golf has to look for somebody to get open because they can't get open, it's more for that pass to have more time to just get to golf. So it's going to be – it's one of those things that's like uh, – it's like one of the things like I, I kind of feel bad for golf in this situation. You know, golf might be going through a lot. <laughs> he might be going through a lot this game. I'm gonna be honest. Those anytime we see a good D line doesn't really scare me because I'm really confident in our O line. You know, last week they had a bad week, but they had a bye week to correct all these issues. And Malcolm, you're talking about man coverage and stuff. Trust me, they know that it's a bye week. You get creative. You do some. Maybe you see some trick plays. Maybe you see some end arounds to slow down the defense. Maybe you see some man beaters, some pick routes. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Ben Johnson is smart. I, I actually have confidence in the offense. But I'm worried about is the other side of the ball. Yeah, get, getting a DeAndre Swift back is nice, too. Just, you know, him being out there and the impact out there. You could use the short passing game to in that advantage as well. You could line him out if you really want to as well. Um, having him and St. Brown is really huge because – you know, that Patriots game, you had St. Brown, who was, I mean, I think they called it 75%. Like, he was on a snap count. And then you didn't have even DeAndre Swift on the field. And I, I like that you bring up the point of DJ Chark not being on the field and the impact of that. Because I think a lot of fans really don't put much stock into that. They didn't really give him the credit. And I know he's not been great so far. But you're right, the impact, the decoy of him being on the field is huge. And that's what I was kind of alluding to a couple of weeks ago and I said to DJ Chark, that's his impact on this team. He's going to eventually get the ball, but he just wasn't at that time. But his impact just being on the field, that's another person on, on you know, defensive corners have to circle when you play the Detroit Lions because you can't just leave him one-on-one because DJ Chark could just stretch the field. And we saw a couple times, man, just that play was just short with Goff and Chark from being a big play. And, you know, it, just him being on the field really opened up the offense for guys like Swift and Reynolds and St. Brown. So definitely going to be 
kind of a loss with him not being on the field. And we kind of saw a little bit in that uh, Patriots game, like you said, because we had a St. Brown who was not as impactful. And then all we really had was Josh Reynolds in that game. Yeah, that's the only guy. That's the only guy Jared Goff trusts that game to yeah. to win to beat the one on one coverage, and he yeah. might not be out there this week. So, I mean, I don't. I know he has trust in, in St. Brown, but we'll see, man. I'm just, I just don't like the match. I just don't like the matchup. Um, I do because I don't necessarily think Dallas's corners are good. I think Diggs is a guy who takes chances, but he gets beat a lot because he takes those chances. I think Jordan Lewis is a smaller corner. He's five nine out of Michigan. He's decent. And the other guy, Anthony Brown, he's okay. Not, nothing special. But when you have a pass rush, that, that makes him a lot better, yeah. right? And Anthony so, Brown could get that, a little flag for early. But the thing is, you, it, they don't have nobody to worry about to stretch the field. That's that's the thing. I mean, that's that's the thing that's going to that's gonna bite us in the ass right now. Is that we, they, they, there's no deep threat. So they're like, all right, just play everything uh, 10, 10 to 15 yards. Play, just play everything in front of you. 10 to 15 I think, yards. I think if you're Detroit, the way you start off this game is – Maybe you run, uh, what's his face, Raymond on like a nine route or something and just just do it. So like to make Dallas be like, all right, they have this guy. He could potentially stretch the field, right? I think you got to put pressure on them. And also that middle of the field is vulnerable when, when with the Dallas Cowboys. And that's where Hawk makes his money, Swift, Amon Ross, St. Brown, all those guys. I think those guys, um, Hawkinson, we talked about Hawkinson the other week. We're like, this guy needs to play well. And he did. He played great for Seattle. Unfortunately, they still lost, but. He needs that type of game again this week. Yeah. He needs that some that type of game because I don't know, man. Their safeties are also decent, like nothing too special, like Jerron Curves, Donovan Wilson, and uh, Malik Hooker. What I noticed about TJ Hawkinson is that he's not a good man coverage beater. Like if you put somebody on him, they bracketed him. New England bracketed him. Well, they bracketed him, or sometimes put one guy on him. I mean, he just didn't do much. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know, man. I know, I know, he had a really good, successful game against uh, the the Seahawks. They're cover three team. They play cover three. You just find open part, open part of the zone, and you know, make a play. But when you have somebody chasing you the whole time, and I don't know, man, I just don't see him being that guy. I haven't seen him beat man coverage yet. I'm not worried about Hawk as much, honestly. I think what I'm more worried about is like the the stretching the field part. But if they could get their run game going, right? That will force guys more into the box. And we could talk about this. I, I feel like their interior is a little weak against the run. They're not as strong at the run versus the outside. I feel like if you run up the middle, that's where the lines are strong too. They got Frank Ragnow, Jonah Jackson. You run it between those guys, man. And Or you pull Sewell, you know, pull Sewell and run it like right behind him in the middle. Yeah. I think you could do some big-time damage in the middle of that defense because Leighton Vander Esch, I mean, he's a decent linebacker, but he's not all that. And Michael Parsons, I mean, he's all around the field, so it depends where he's at. But I think the middle of the field, you, you attack that. You attack that, in both the running game and the passing game. Because that's that, what I noticed now I was watching the game versus Philly. That's what yep, they were doing. Yep, that's that's Detroit Lions' best chance for this game. If they can get the running game going and they're not in any second and long, third and longs, and they just get the running game going, like the running game looks like the first two, three, four weeks of the season. They could be really good, man. They might have a shot. They might have a shot. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it it falls a lot on the defense, too. You can't fall too behind in this game fast because then, you know, we've seen like the Patriots game where they just had to completely r- abandon that run game really quickly. Not abandon it, but, you know, they couldn't use it to the same impact as, as they wanted to as well because they were down 
so big. I mean, it wasn't just the defense. It was um, Mr. Dan Campbell in that fourth and nine call and giving a fumble six, but we don't talk about that again. But, um, you know, you got to have your defense get off the field. You got to force some punts in this game, obviously. And as, as broad as that sounds, it's just true, man. We, we haven't been able to force punts in the last two games. So you need to get some stops on this Cowboys offense and let this Lions offense get some opportunities to score some points and stay on the field. So it's going to be interesting, man. Uh, hopefully they can get that run game going. And then, yeah, obviously, like what Pierce said, they could get some guys in the box and we can open up that pass game a little bit. That play action, you know, that play action gets going too. That's that's when golf gets dangerous. That's when He's golf's really on his best action. game, you know. That's his best ability. Like when the run game's going, the play action's working, that's when the Lions offense starts to hum. But we'll see what happens, man. Um, we, need, we just need somebody to uh, step up, man. We need – like I, I know we'd be getting some interceptions off tip balls or some bobble balls where he's bobbling everywhere, then somebody run and grab it or a tip pass. So it'd be in the air and somebody we need somebody to just jump a route and get a, a pick. We need we need a playmaker. We need somebody to get a goddamn interception, a real one. Like a a legit coverage. You beat you the DB beats the re- receiver and then they get the pick. We we need we need that. We need uh, you know what I noticed on oh I'm lagging. You know what I noticed on was it Sunday or Monday when they played? I forgot. But Zeke Elliott runs careless with the ball sometimes. I don't know if you guys noticed it. He runs like if you could force Zeke a fumble or something. I think he was running I, like that though. And bro, he runs careless with the. I swear he runs really careless with the football sometimes. Yeah, but he, that's I, like Elliott, just, I mean, he's not having no, like a fumbling issue. I mean, he, he, does, he, doesn't, he doesn't have any fumbling issues. I think he I always runs like that, but he just. I know, but that's something that you 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 preach to your defense. Let's try to get this ball out of his hands, right? Like you see on tape, you're the coach. Don't don't you tell your players that? Yeah, but that's Good. just his run style. I mean, you tell it to yeah. everybody to, to do it to Zeke. He doesn't fumble. <laughs> I mean, he's he's prone to fumble over here and there. I'm not saying he can't fumble. I'm, but I'm like... just saying, like, I don't know, man. Like, I was just watching you. I was like, damn, bro, if we could force a fumble out of this guy, even like their O line, like that left side, man. That's how Dak, I think, got hurt. Actually, was like he got pressured. I forgot exactly the play, but. He got pressured, and then they uh, – was it his, like, finger or his arm? It was his finger, yeah. It was his finger. It was his finger. His yeah, hand. So, so if you could get pressure on Dak, and I think they'll be able to generate some sort of pressure. Um, we'll see what they do, though, man. Dan Quinn also like, loves to disguise coverages. He's he's He got those guys. He's in his bag right now. He got those guys yeah. playing, man. This, this defense is good, man, and they've – held some really good teams to, you know, some low-scoring games. You know, you saw a team like Philly. They gave him a fight. Philly ended up winning the game eventually. But I think the highest score the Cowboys have given up this year, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to pull it up. The most points the Dallas Cowboys defense was last game when they gave up 26. But you look after that, 10, 10, 16, 17, 19. I mean, they're not even giving up 20. Who are they against? Rams, Commanders, Giants, Cincy, Tampa. Tampa, yeah. But those okay. offenses, I mean, those offenses right now haven't been like on fire. Yeah, the, the Rams yeah, I think the line kind of broken. Commanders suck. Giants, eh, like they've been playing <laughs> well. Um, since he's good, and then Tampa's been kind of slow so far. But like the way Dallas mixed up with Cincy though is like Cincy's O line is you know average or whatever, and they're they're not the average, they're they're or, terrible. Their their D line their D line could get to the quarterback Dallas so like they took advantage of that but I feel like after Philadelphia we're the toughest offense they're gonna play. That's fair. That's fair. I mean this is a good 
test for the Dallas defense as well because the Lions offense, like you said, has been humming most of the year outside of one game versus um, New England. But still Belichick, yeah. Yeah, I know it's been really good. So, yeah, I think it's a big test for both squads because this is a, a game where Dallas's defense is ranked really high, a lot of praise to them, and then on the other side of the ball, the Lions offense was getting a lot of praise. I know they had, like I mentioned, the stinker versus New England, but overall you're getting a lot of praise. They've had a really good offense. I think it's a really good test for both teams, a really good measuring stick for both teams to see where you really are, how good is your defense if you're Dallas, how good is your offense if really the Lions. And I think we're going to really get a good measuring stick in this game of both those questions. Yeah, I, th- I think Dallas, though, I mean, they're a tough – we'll get more into that during, like, the game when we do our predictions, stuff, but they're a really, really tough matchup for Detroit. They are. Yeah, it's not looking too good. For, for me, I mean, I'm not – I don't think it's a favorable matchup for Detroit, and that's just me right now. Just, that's you fair. know, our offense versus their defense, I just think they're I – don't, I don't know, man. I just, I, just, I, just don't, I just don't like it. Like, there's, like, something in my gut is, like, uh, abort. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I – mean, I, I think you could have any offense, even if you're the Kansas City Chiefs, even if you're the Buffalo Bills, and you're still going to be concerned about this Dallas Cowboys defense. That's very fair. I mean, even though I mean, this line's offense is good right now, you're still going to be concerned. This Dallas defense is really good for a reason. Yeah, it's really, really good. not the defense, honestly. It's how we match up against their offense. That's my concern. It's not necessarily our offense against their defense because we have a good O-line. I feel like we could run it on them. For me, it's – how the defense matches up versus them. I feel like your best defense is you controlling the clock and running the ball in this, especially in this type of game, because if they're up like 21, Oh, like you can't, or they're up, like, let's say like lions have like 10, seven, they have like 21, like, you know, how Detroit did that the first few weeks. If they do that the first two weeks, I'm sorry, two weeks, whatever it was the first few weeks, they had a couple games. They did that. If they do that, like where they're down, they have to come back, call their way back up. You don't want to do this against Dallas because Dallas is a dangerous defense, right? That, that's why I'm concerned because if if Dallas takes the early lead, Detroit would have to go to the passing game, and that's not a good. And that's when it gets scary. I mean, your offensive line gets tired, then you're getting Michael Parsons and Marcus Lawrence heated up. That's your when it gets scary, and, and, and that's when you get golf killed up. essentially. And that's when you get golf killed essentially. Yeah, if yeah. your your receivers are banged up too, so you want to run the ball and try to control that clock. And even when Dallas is on the field. I mean, bend but don't break defense. Like, let them get in the red zone, but give them three instead of seven. Stuff like that. You know what I mean? That's right, I a, how you have a chance to win this game. <laughs> got an interesting question for you, and you guys probably thought I would never ask this question. And this question is pretty much stupid, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Say you win the coin flip. You want the offense out there first? Get some momentum going, maybe score a touchdown, maybe get some points. Um, you know, let, let's slow them down. We'll start off with the lead and let Dallas kind of crawl back, even though it's really early on. What do you guys think of that? I like the defense out first. I want the defense out. I want the defense to show their improvements, show their scheme. Look, Lions have received the past, what, few weeks, whatever it was. Because they don't have have any faith in their defense. That's why. I want the defense out there first. I want them to put put their stamp on this game. I want the defense out there first. I'm usually a guy that that likes the defense out there first to get the ball in the second half. But shit, man, we're going off a bye week. Our defense stinks. Let's let's try to get a lead yeah. to start the game. Why not? The worst the worst thing you need, the worst thing you would want is for yeah, you say defense out there, but then Dallas Cowboys get the ball first, and they have this score two minutes, play drive. They have this twelve play drive. Dak Prescott is nine for uh, eight for nine, score <laughs> a touchdown, and now we're up on now. No, you don't you don't want that, man. I mean, I, I'm sorry, but. I'm a, I'm a usually a defensive guy first. Get your defense okay. out there, get the ball second half. But Detroit need to 
they need to they need to actually get things rolling and get get things rolling fast. So they they would want to ask for the ball and try to get points and <laughs> try to score. I mean, personally, for me, I just feel like the way the defense has played, I feel like they want to prove that they've improved or whatever on defense or just show their changes. And I show think it gives them like, nice confidence, though. They, they, if, if, they, if, they if you're, they can prove it. They can prove it on on the on the next drive. They can prove it on the next if, drive, no problem. If, if, if you can score first drive versus this Cowboys defense, you're up seven zero, let's say, or even get some points. Give this defense some confidence. Like, hey, we got the lead right now. Let's keep it up. Let's let's, let's keep it down right now. Or hear me out. Hear me out. Or this. Or say the defense affects that left side of the O line a little. Gets some pressure. Stops the stops like a run on like first down, second and long, third and long. Defense gets stops. Three and out. Hey, the offense comes out. Hey, nah, we can roll. Let's go. Hey, in go reality, this, in, in reality, this question is it. very stupid. Like, it doesn't gotta, really matter at the end of the day. Yeah. I got to see it to believe it. I got to see it to believe it. I guess I just can't just say, okay, I haven't seen it yet. But, yeah, you got to go to pressure them and get a stop. And No, no, I'm just – I mean, I'm not very confident. I think they'll improve, but I'm not, like – I don't think they're going to, like, be crazy over the moon improvement. I think there'll be, like, slight improvements, but – I'm not confident in this defense right now. I, I mean, to, you, I was. To, be, to be honest with you, I mean, Dak Prescott only played once. He only played once in that one game. He played terrible. He played awful. Downright awful. It was week one, too, though. You know, it was week one. kind of like, you know. But is, he play Tampa. is he still is he still rusty? It's possible. I mean, is, he I mean, he's a guy who didn't did – did he even play in preseason? I don't think he played in preseason. I'm not I think, sure. I don't, think, I don't think he took a snap in preseason. I think they held him out. Maybe. I don't know. I don't and know. then he goes to week one. Plays like dog shit, gets hurt, and now this is his next game back. So hopefully he's still rusty. You know, hopefully this is not hopefully we're not playing against Dak. You know, maybe he's just playing against Dak. Not Dak, but just Dak. No, you know what? I want Dak. I want Dak and I want to like pressure him and make life miserable for him. I hope, man. I don't I don't know though. No. I mean, you're asking you're gonna, for a you're, gonna, here? you're gonna you're gonna get Dak if you if you want to if you really want to see this line of defense. <laughs> No, look, like I, I like playing teams when they're at full strength, honestly, just so like well you are playing them at full strength. Yeah, listen, listen, I know, listen, I know. They're at let's make them look bad. I know, right now, we're right now we're not at full strength. And I could I I don't mind playing against a fifty percent deck. You know, I don't care. I don't care. We're not at full strength. Why the hell should we play? Why should I want them at full strength? I don't care. Because it's so much better when you beat doesn't them matter. Doesn't better. matter. As long as we get the W at the end of the day, if we yeah. win, that's all that matters to me. I don't care if they're at fifty percent. I don't care if they're at twenty percent. I don't care who's out there. As long as we win, that that's that's all that matters. But I got a it's question like for you guys, right? Team so, not putting any beef for us. Yeah, I got a question for you guys. So obviously they had like two weeks to prepare for Dallas, like the bye week and this week. You think we'll see like some things we've never necessarily seen before on offense and defense, and maybe even special teams? Yeah, so something different like what? Yeah, you're gonna see difference. I mean, you should. I, I mean, feel they, like they had an extra week to prepare for this team. You better see some differences. I mean, this defense has been the worst defense in NFL history right now. I better see some differences. I absolutely so, better see some differences. So what I want to see is kind of do like so. Dan Quinn likes to do the exotic coverages, like he disguises stuff, and so I want to see that from our defense, right? Move players around, like Lawrence and Parsons are moved all around the D line. Move all these guys around. Confuse the defense. They they like do a lot of stunts, right? Don't make your stunts obvious on third downs. Like do them at different times of the game. Bring different blitzy. Like what Dan Quinn does is like he'll show like a four man front and it'll look like a man defense or something. Then a guy will drop back and a linebacker will come. It would look like a blitz, but it confuses the O line. It confuses the quarterback and it'll be like a zone coverage. 
You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Just simple things. Yes, like you that. need to see difference out of this defense and then the offense as well. Yes, you need. And then offense, some trickery. You're on pace for the worst defense in NFL history right now. If you don't change it up, you are downright stupid. You're downright falling in the definition of insanity, thinking that you're going to change overnight. That's not going to happen. Yes, we need differences. We need to change looks. We need Absolutely. to try different things on defenses. I don't give a shit if it doesn't work. Try stuff. Try different stuff. They're not trying stuff, which pisses me off. Yeah, and I, offensively, man, just run the ball. I know, but I think we're going to see some uh, trickery and stuff like that, just because they're kind of limited in their personnel. And I want to, I want to see Swift in the passing game a little more. You know, I, th- I think he's a very big impact in the passing game. I look at teams like New Orleans. I look at teams like Carolina. They get their backs really involved in the passing game with Kamara and McCaffrey. I think Swift is that type of back. So I want to see him more involved in the passing game, especially when you're a little down at receiver right now. Use him a little more. Yeah, but the problem is too, like he's he's not at like you know he's not he's not at full strength, but he's out they're there. Still, they're still limiting his touches, and uh, I don't know, man. I just I just want a full game from Swift. That's all I want, man. Just a full game from Swift, a productive full game, like like week one, week one. How many how many touches he had week one? Like twenty. Yeah, he actually like yeah. He hurt his ankle. I think they said the second quarter or third quarter of that game. He just he fought through the ankle, but the shoulder injury was at versus uh, Green not, Minnesota. It was Minnesota. Thank you. He the shoulder is what's bothering him. The ankle he said he could play through. It's the shoulder that's you know that's bothering him a little. We'll see though. Yeah, man. I just I, I, just, I just hope he doesn't like goes out there and play. He gets hurt again. Yeah, Swift had fifteen week one, fifteen carries for one forty four. Okay. What about what about um? And he had what three catches? Three three. Uh, yeah, three catches, and then and yeah, so, week so two, he had a total of, eight, five, total of eighteen five carries, touches, and then seven carries versus Minnesota. I mean, so he, had total, he had a total of eighteen touches week one. If I could get that from Swift, I'm really really confident about this offense. If I if I know Swift is going to be out there, he's going to get eighteen touches, whether it's passing, running, whatever. I, I'm I'm confident, man. But if he's going to go out there and get five touches or six touches. Why even play him at that point? Like, you know, like if, if a guy's playing only five or six touches, don't he's even out, play him. Well, he's out there more than five. Games. I know, I'm just saying. Like, yeah. He's out there for 50% of the offense. He's getting at least more than 50% of the offensive snaps. He's just not getting the ball. Even last week, like there was no point. Like we talked about this too. If, if like there was no point to have what's his face playing last week. Sam Brown, yeah. Well, Sam Brown wasn't on the field. That's a difference. At least Swift was on the field in these games. He was, right. you know, more of a decoy. Sam Brown was, I think, in there for like 30% of the offensive snaps. And when he was out there, it was just – they knew he was not the same. With Swift, you got to always assume Swift is going to do something just with his impact on the field, him being out there. So yeah, I think it's a little yeah, different. Yeah, because even with a bum ankle, did he break for 50 yards and yeah, that's what I'm saying. Four? That's what I'm saying. So, like, you still have the element where you have to circle 32 – whether or not he's on, you know, whether he's on the field, whether he's getting a carry or not, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a special talent. I got so I wasn't recording it, but I got a shout out to Jamal. Williams. I didn't know he had that that one run he had the other day. I was like, when he stepped on my guy, he stepped on my guy to the earth, to the center of the earth. No, I guess like the Seattle he, game. He, he broke one off. They talk about the Did Seattle game. the fifty-one yard run. Yes, the fifty-one yard run when he stepped on the guy to the center of the earth. He stepped on the guy and then ran. 50, like 50 yards. Yeah, 50 yeah yards. so I was like, is that Jamal or is that Swift? You know, so sh- shout out to Jamal Williams because I didn't know he had that in him, but he does. <laughs> that was just crazy. All right, I just want to pick that up. All right, I think that is a wrap to this episode. You guys got anything to add on this this matchup? Or are we saving it for Sunday? 
just want to say, AG, please get this right. Please. You, please. And Mal- Mal- Malcolm's giving you a timeline right now. You got three games. Yep, three, three games to get this right, or I'm personally going to throw you out. Oh, right. I want to add one more thing, Tyler. We don't need to talk about Zach Pascoe's impact to this team. I know Josh, he's not going to be like, Josh, Josh. sorry. Damn, I always <laughs> mix them up. Zach is the receiver for the Colts. Josh Pascoe. I think he's on Philly now, but yes. I don't know. Whatever. You know what I mean? Josh's impact to this team um, coming out of the draft, I think he was like the fourth best defensive lineman against the run in, in the draft. And he's like, he's a big, he could like set the edge, something that the Lions have struggled to do. And on third downs, he could bring the juice from the interior. There was a play versus LSU where he destroyed Ed Ingram. And Ed Ingram right now is on the Vikings playing some decent football. So I feel like, I don't know how much he's going to play. He hasn't played since last year, since last November, I believe. But the impact he brings to this team is very exciting. I'm excited to see him. I don't think he's going to play like 70, 80%. But if we see like 20 to 40 snaps, percent of the snaps, I, I think we could see that with him. Because this is a guy you need right now, especially in your run defense and in your pass rush. So yeah. I think maybe we'll have some packages for him. We'll see. Yeah, I believe in college, I'm not sure. I believe he had like 16 tackle for loss um, his last year in college. So he, he's a guy that's always in the backfield, always making those, you know, you know, stopping a run, so I'm excited. I, 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 I can't wait to see him out there. Brad Holmes, when they drafted him, you saw how excited he was when they were able to draft him. So, I mean, he's going to be a big part of his defense. So I, I, I'm glad he's back. I just want to see how they're going to use him. I can't wait to see that. Yeah, I, I think yeah. Gonna be fun. So. They're going to move him around all that defensive line. We saw that at Kentucky, and I expect that here in Detroit as well. So, definitely going to be exciting. And yeah, again, that's going to be a wrap to this guy's this episode we'll be back on sunday to talk more about this lions cowboys match which we'll have the full and active report on sunday so come join us on twitter spaces an hour before the game we'll be live there and then we'll be live right after the game hopefully please talk about my lions win. we'll see though um for that being all said that's all we got and i'm out guys peace all right guys like tyler said man we'll see you guys on the pregame show and hope just enjoy the rest of the week. Enjoy some college football on Sunday or on Monday, uh, Saturday. And I'm out, guys. Peace. All right, y'all. It's your boy Malcolm, and I am out. Peace. Wait, one more thing. One more thing before we leave. Malcolm, the Pistons are being the next on Friday. Peace. Oh, we'll know the results by the by this time the episode's Ooh. out. Oof. We'll talk about this on the pregame show. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. 
I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So, at four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual. Because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable, it's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals, and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast.